one of my all-time favorite bowling alley songs right here oh nice nothing it's like this is like i feel like this song crystallizes it a time period in not just my life, but like in Atlanta history. Absolutely. Peace up. Peace A-town. Yeah. It's like even just that right there. So like, I love how like thick and like wooey the bass is. I don't know what I'm talking about. It's so subby. How do you get it to like feel big, but not be that loud? Nothing else can be down there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> you know, there's really no kick. Yeah. This is back like towards the end of the era where they put like little triangle yeah. bell sounds kind of going back and forth. Oh yeah, there it it's is. It's really cool. That was cool. Yeah, that's interesting. It's like, is that Usher harmonizing over a little John Watch Out? I think so. That's cool. Also love this out of tune flute part. <laughs> that like that really crunchy interval. It's cool. it almost sounds like a minor ninth, which is like the most fucked up interval of all time. Dude, yeah, underrated. Yeah. <laughs> It's all wow. about that harmony. That part, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting how quiet the verse vocal is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because it's all about the, the hook is just that. Yeah. That ascent. Playing the really weird part. Yeah. I always forget, like, how dissonant this song kind of is. It is, yeah. It's like a precursor to modern hip-hop where right. everything's just like a half step right it's in between yeah it's because keys are right together right <laughs> welcome to listen to this a podcast in which we explore songs we like we research what they mean how they were recorded why they were written why we like them and why you should listen to this today we are discussing one of the most classic tunes in atlian history that's yeah by the great ursher Ursher. Do you know what, like how that started? I don't Did know. it start with this song? Maybe. Because Ludacris says it. Yeah. Take that and rewind it back. Lil John got the beat to make your booty go. Take that, rewind it back. Ursher got the voice to make your booty go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> it was released on January 27th, 2004. Like primetime Michael Vick in Atlanta action. Right yeah, here. it is. Um, it topped the Billboard charts for 12 consecutive weeks. That's crazy. That's really long time. I don't. Yeah. That doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah, is that three months? Yeah, exactly. That's crazy. And get, you'll love this. It was dethroned by Usher's follow-up single, "Burn," Ooh. which is a gr- another really good song. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This that was, was a great good. era for Usher. I feel like he like became an adult. Like he was like a child star. Yeah. And this was the album where it was like kind of like, oh okay, okay, like you've got something to say. You're like gonna be around for a while. And yeah. I mean, he started when he was like what 15. Yeah, and he was really good back then. And, I, but, I used to love. Was those he with records. Diddy? Is that who he was with? Oh, I don't even remember actually. I want to say he was. I I want to say bad boy. That. I think yeah, he was yeah. bad boy. But then like the songs were like a little too risque. Yeah, for, like, yeah. Fifteen year old, and then mm-hmm. and they then, got him out of that. And then well, and then he got older, and he could get pretty risque. This was like yeah. off the Confessions record, right? Which yes. was just like 
everyone listened to it all the time. It was one of those. I mean, people still reference this as, when it comes to like great R and B albums. You know, it's cool because I think what he was, what Usher used to be able to do, and he's, I still think he puts out good records. It's just yeah. hard when you get older. Yeah, but he he was able to take like what's cool about classic R and B and kind of apply it to whatever was happening, like yeah. in the production style of the time. Yeah, yeah, it was the biggest hit of the year and was certified four times platinum. Yeesh. Yeah, it topped the charts in 12 other countries, and it won the Grammy for Best Rap Slash Sung Collaboration. Yep. It's actually the biggest hit of the 2000 to 2010 decade, which I guess we're calling the aughts. Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. But it's the biggest hit from that decade. It was written by Sean Garrett. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> Christopher Bridges, which is his it's name ludicrous. is ludicrous yeah. to you and me. James Phillip, a.k.a. L Rock. Yep. Jonathan Jonathan Smith, also known as Lil John. Yep. <laughs> Patrick Smith and legendary ATL bassist Lamarcus Jefferson, who's the guy who plays bass oh, on Waterfalls. Yeah, I didn't know he got credit for yeah, this. Yeah, That's isn't cool. that cool? Yeah, and I, I forgot L Rock had it. I literally just saw him like a month ago. That's awesome. Yeah, I like, <laughs> forgot that he was like, because, you know, he was with Lil John yeah. and TVT and Ying Yang Twins and all those guys. Yeah, you know? yeah. That was such a good crew. I used to love this type of music. I mean, everybody did. It was just like, it was fun to listen to. The energy was nuts. And it yeah. just felt different from like, you know, this, this stuff kind of comes after the boy band era yeah and and like a little bit after like or, or slightly around the same time as like the lincoln park era they kind of remind me of like an nba super team oh yeah this is like, like it's like it's like all these guys kind of teamed up and made a super team that's so funny they're like the 2016 warriors or right. 17 warriors right yeah who would be who usher's definitely steph curry yeah usher steph curry yeah i feel like sean garrett is draymond green <laughs> Is that, is, that, is that fair? <laughs> but like the good Draymond. Right, right, good Draymond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Lil John's probably KD. I'm into that. I'm into um, that. L Rock's Clay Thompson. Definitely into that. Yeah, yep, yeah. Yep. Well, Marcus Jefferson is probably like, I don't know who's like the, who was a, like a big part of those Warrior teams, but like not. Iguodala is Ig- definitely, oh, it could be Ludacris. Yeah, Ludacris is Iguodala. He comes in, like <laughs> that one game, you need him to drop 30. Dude, I love those, I love those memes where it's like, I want Iguodala. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this song was produced by Lil John. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's funny, we, we don't totally, we're, he's just such a dumb celebrity. And like, I mean, like the Dave Chappelle thing made him funny. And then he like really leaned into it. Leaned into it hard. I don't think people totally understand that he's like a genius producer. I know we talked about it in like yeah. season one, but he was really, he does some of the nitty gritty to like making this music thing. Yeah. Happen. I mean, he was an A&R for So So Deaf. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was on the, he was, a, he was an executive, you know, that and got, and fell into production, fell into songwriting, then fell into being a celebrity. Yeah, yeah. And he just knows how to take advantage of opportunities, which yeah. honestly, that's like what the best producers do. They do that within music. But I think he has to be pretty skilled, like musically. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Like I've met him a couple of times and he's been really cool. He's not like some, he's not the caricature of him. Like that's what yeah, Little yeah. John is. It's a caricature of like, you do, know. Does he talk in the British voice like when dave Chappelle does the <laughs> no he doesn't do that <laughs> it's kind of a funny story how this beat and song came to be uh, usher had just finished recording his fourth studio album but the head of his label a guy named la reed mm-hmm. felt that there wasn't a huge single so he asked usher to collaborate with Lil john Lil john had just finished producing 15 tracks for mystical what jesus <laughs> which is awesome <laughs> but mystical only liked two so Lil john began shopping his beats around he sold one of these leftover tracks to rappers Petey Pablo, 
and that was a track that would eventually become Freakily. Great oh, wow. song, great wow, song. Wow. But Lil John did not recognize that they were using this beat, so he also gave it to Usher, who recorded a rough version of the song "Yeah" mm-hmm. over Freakalik. Petey Pablo had the had like kind of like the actual rights to the song and wouldn't give it up. So Lil John had to essentially make a new track, and that became "Yeah," That's which is crazy. Freakalik, great song. Also, yeah, a it's huge also, hit. yeah, it's also a big hit. Yeah. It's crazy that he had to kind of like reverse engineer it, and it became the biggest, probably the biggest of his career. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. <laughs> Should we just, every time somebody says yeah in this podcast, just dub in? Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> Lil John also leaked the song to DJs when record companies took their classic Thanksgiving to New Year, New Year's Eve break. Yeah. Which I think that was probably a smart move. They really do take a nice, comfortable break. Yeah, yeah. Per- I know, it sucks. Hard yeah, getting paid at that time. Yeah, I know, yeah. You gotta make sure to get paid before <laughs> Thanksgiving. Especially, like, that's, like, the time when I need to spend money on all this for these fucking gifts for people. I know. Fucking music industry. I know. Perhaps the most famous use of this song in popular media is when Kevin James dances to it in Hitch. Yeah. That's a classic. That yeah, should have been the music videos. Good, good movie. You know, it's yeah. cool. You <laughs> I know. love that movie. When he gets, like, bit by the fucking yeah, wasp or whatever, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so damn funny. I really like this Usher song, man. I think it's really cool. Like, it's it. I I always forget how like dissonant it is and how weird it is. Now, like, why why how do how do they get away with making harmonies that sound this like crunchy and weird? Just when the vibe is right, who yeah. cares? That's know? a really interesting concept. Yeah. So, like, what's the vibe of this song? You think it's like crunk R and B? You know, it's like for it's R and B for the club. Yeah, you know, that's like what it was, and like. <laughs> Crunk music was like really at its height in yeah. 04, you know, like Lil John and, and Eastside Boys and all these guys, 3 Six Mafia and Juicy J, they were like on top of the world yeah. with this crunk music stuff. And, you know, Ying Yang Twins and all this stuff. And for these guys to get together and make a crunk R&B song for the club. Yeah. And you got the dance and everything. It's like, it just took over. You think like it's like the piece up, A-Town Down. That like, was a big like thing. Like one of the most iconic like beginnings of a song. Yeah, it's definitely still used to this day. Yeah, I know. I don't know if this song coined that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely popularized definitely it. Definitely popularized it, though. Also, I love when he, like, this is definitely where Ursher comes from. Yeah, now that you mentioned I'm like, definitely. We should do like a podcast at some point about like the, how crazy it is that like Ludacris and 2 Chains used to be roommates yeah. in college. And and like I feel like Ludacris got got there first, and then just two chains ran with that vibe. He's like the new Ludacris. Yeah, Ludacris has a really cool story. Like yeah. he was, you know, a radio personality in Atlanta, mm-hmm. radio DJ or whatever, and would self fund his own projects. You know, he was like an independent artist for a, a yeah. lot of his career, like just paying it out of his own pocket. And it's like that's the real come up. And then to see him be like, you know, a billionaire TV movie star yeah, is insane. He he just didn't really stop. It's weird that he. Wow, it's kind of weird to think like the three people on this song became so famous for so long. Yeah, and, and you, but they kind of stopped doing what they did. Like Little John kind of stopped making music and yeah. became like a DJ and celebrity. Mm-hmm. Was getting paid like quarter of a million dollars to go DJ in Dubai. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like with must Akon be nice. and shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Ludacris ended up becoming a movie yeah. star. Really, kind of stopped making music. And Usher just kind of Usher still made music, but you know he got into television. Yeah, it was yeah. like on The Voice for all those years and stuff. That's right, like, he was good on that. He's getting television I, money. I watched his masterclass. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I've so I've met Usher before too. Yeah, at yeah. Rock, and he was so nice. Yeah, yeah. He was like really cool and like sometimes. Yeah, I guess he also became kind of like an exec. Like I imagine yeah. he gets like a percentage of the Bieber stuff. I'm sure. I won't forgive yeah, you I'm for sure. that one, Usher. Though you're too good for that. Let's come on. Hey, you got you to gotta, you gotta secure the bag, man. <laughs> Um, 
Shit. There's something I wanted to ask you about the song. I can't remember it now. Thanks so much, y'all, for listening to this podcast. Please spread the word about this podcast in real life. Rate and review us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. That really helps the podcast become more popular, which we need so we can do the complete Confessions album episode. We also have a playlist on Spotify with all the songs from season one and season two. Let us know how we're doing, what songs you want us to do episodes about. Thanks for listening to this.